0: Welcome to Forgiving the Girl Inside, a Matter of the Heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan. In these episodes, we connect with courageous women sharing their healing journey story. Are you ready to align your thoughts with your heart? If thoughts were a person and came knocking on the door, would you let them in? When you can stop and think about what you're thinking, shifts happen. Welcome to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, Mindset Business Strategist, and I have the beautiful Liam McQuaid with me who's going to share, she's probably my first second guest, actually, um, first guest on the podcast series. You can check my YouTube videos um, for a similar story, Um, but she's going to share her journey on forgiving herself for having an abortion. And I know this topic is so sensitive and we don't like to talk about it or share our stories, but I want to invite you to really go deep into the root cause of what you're doing and why. And if it does stem from having abortions when you were younger or even older, I know a lot of older women have them as well. And you're ready to grieve and heal from that decision. I want you to think about it. In May of 2022, I'm going to be doing a podcast series featuring women who are ready to share their stories of healing, of choosing to heal from that past choice, because it does, our body keeps the score and there's a book you can get it. It's called the body keeps the score, but it does impact us. And I didn't realize it from 1985 until 2021, the impact that my decision that my 16 year old self had on my adult's life. And it wasn't until I hit 40 when I broke down and said, God, that's enough. I need to change And turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms, overeating, over drinking, overspending was my way to cope with this unknown pain because I was, I swore I would never tell. And if you're familiar with me, you know, I wrote my book, Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Joy in Your Life, which, or I'm sorry, it's Finding Balance. (laughs) Rewind. Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life is my story, and it's a a self-help book to help you go through the steps that I use to heal, to begin healing from this past mistake, this past choice. But getting even deeper in my signature program, Divine Heart Alignment, we get to the root cause. Why do we do what we do? And when you know the why, and if it stems from abortion, you can start to understand and get a new perspective, which will bring you down a new path. And Leah has a similar journey. So thank you, Leah, for being a brave soldier willing to share your story. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing now, and we'll kind of reverse engineer it and go back to your younger years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I really, really, really have a passion for helping women um, overcome obstacles that are in the way of them living. Their best life. And what I have found is there's a lot of these blockages that come up um, that, like you said, live in the body. And so I'm an embodiment expert. I help women get out of the mind and into the body so real healing can happen. And I do that through coaching. I do that through yoga. I do that, do that, through do that through breath work, uh, shamanic healing. And, um, also with with coaching, master coaching um, and one-on-one experiences, as well as online things um, and free content. Um, But it's really my passion is to help women get to the root cause. So I love that you and I are so aligned when it comes to that.
0: Yeah. And there's just so many different tools that are available to help so that we don't need to get stuck. And I think the biggest thing for me was I thought I was alone. And because I swore I would never tell, it just stayed in your body. And yoga is one of the most beautiful things. I never liked yoga until about two years ago when someone said, Oh, you should try yoga. Cause I was, as a certified aroma freedom practitioner, I use breath work and they're like, yoga is it's just so relaxing and it helps you center. And I'm like, why not? And uh, I started that practice and it was really, really does help center you and breathing in and just listening to your body is such a key. So what was life like before you found yourself with an unplanned pregnancy? What were you doing? Oh, yes. I love that question. The very first one. So I've actually had
1: two abortions and the first one I was in college and I was actually raped. I was raped. Um, I had been drinking and I had put all of blame on myself around this because I was drinking and had um, blacked out. And I know this is really challenging to hear for a lot of people. So if you're being triggered around me saying these words and talking about this, I just first off want to give you lots of love for anybody who's really feeling themselves triggered in this moment around me talking about this topic and rape, because I know it's not easy, but the more we can speak up about what happens to us, I feel that the the more healing can happen and the less often these things will happen to us ladies. And so, yeah, I was at a party, I drank, I passed out and woke up the next morning with a um, swollen labia um, and didn't know what happened. I went to the infirmary and she checked me out and um, she encouraged me to go and get some, some further help. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't need help. I, I don't, I don't need help. I'm fine. And, um, stuffed all of that, all of that, that happened to me, I stuffed it down and then became pregnant and, um, knew in my hearts of hearts that what was right for me and my future was to not go through with this pregnancy. And so, I reached out to one friend who I knew I could trust, and she sent me to um, the place I needed to go. And the facility supported me really well to make sure this is exactly what I wanted. And I was really clear that this is what I wanted for my body. And that felt supportive. That felt very supportive. However, I never took a step back and healed from the rape or the actual process of aborting um, a a fetus inside of me, because there is a lot in this story particular that I'm sharing that needed to be healed and needed to be looked at. And I took all of that energy um, and I stuffed it. I stuffed it way down deep inside. And it wasn't until probably a good 10 to 12 years later, where I was sitting on my meditation cushion, in my meditation room, where I recognized that there's a lot more that needs to be looked at within my psyche, within my body. And I didn't understand those words. And I didn't understand exactly what it was. I don't know at that time that I really understood that I needed healing. I just knew as I was sitting on that meditation cushion, and I had everything in my life. I had a, a beautiful relationship with my husband. I was getting ready to quit my job and travel the world, this job that didn't have meaning for me anymore. And I was about ready to live my dreams. I had friends that um, were amazing and supportive in my life. And yet here I was on this cushion and there was this restlessness within me. And I knew that there was more. And I had created a a regular meditation practice. I was going to yoga regularly. I had learned how to teach yoga. So I was deepening my practice with yoga. And those practices led me to this realization that there's something more that needs to be looked at because I felt safety within my body. So I wanna just address if you are feeling restless, if you're like me, you know, 10 years ago and weren't sure, like, what is this thing coming up? What is this? You know, it didn't make sense cognitively to me didn't make sense. I have everything that I want. And there's something deeper that really wants to be expressed to be looked at to be healed to be supported through. And it wasn't until I had those practices in my life on a consistent basis, the basis that allowed me to slow down and really go inward to find safety. I finally felt safe within my body after doing all those practices for years and years to where I could now go a little deeper into the healing work that needed to be done. One of the things that surfaced throughout the years of my healing journey is this idea of abortion, of being of being raped because, um, and the shame and the guilt, Mm -hmm. the shame and the guilt that came up around, um, um, all of this, a lot of shame and guilt came up around all of this. And it, I want to just say one thing about shame and guilt, also a really challenging things to talk about. And I do recognize these are really challenging things. And I want to just, once again, let all your listeners know that if, if this is triggering for you, there's lots of support between Lisa and myself who've been there, you know, reach out to us. Don't let this go unnoticed if you're feeling something triggering up inside. So I just want to throw that out there. There's a lot of practitioners who can help um, help you move through this and heal some of these things if they are coming up, but around shame and guilt, especially shame, right? Shame is the lowest vibrational frequency on the planet, right? You've got joy and peace being high vibrational frequencies and then you've got shame which is at the lowest of the low and it's feeling as if we are bad people like guilt is doing something bad or wrong but shame is we're bad people for doing this and so so much shame. yeah
0: it's it's that constant self-talk of self-abuse about you know i'm not good enough i i don't deserve this i deserve you know Especially if you are, you know, practicing um, a positioning yourself where you get up every day and you're like, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. And you, you're doing all these things to heal, you're going to therapy, you're doing this, but you still, like you said, your body knows you still have this disconnect and you can't quite face it. And every single time you hear it and you think, you know, oh, there's somebody out there, help me. There's somebody out there light there out there that experience something that I experienced, but you tell yourself, your subconscious says, no, there's no one that can help you. You know, so how did you overcome that part of it where that, you know, it's kind of like the war of the subconscious conscious mind where you know you need help, but you refuse to listen. Like you had said earlier, I'm, I don't need help. I choose to bury it. So looking at yourself at that age versus looking at yourself at the age where you said, yeah, I need help. What was the pivot point that made you go out and get that help? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
1: for me, actually, I didn't, I had stuffed it and I had disassociated from it. So I think that this is really challenging for a lot of people as well is that um, our body's way of coping oftentimes, whether we have a trauma when we're a child or even into adulthood, like I experienced when I was in my early twenties in college is Um, our way of coping is to completely remove ourselves from that experience, right? So yeah, I talk about stuffing it. It wasn't aware to me that I had stuffed these experiences um, because I had been so used to completely disassociating. So completely coming out of the experience as if it didn't happen to me, right? Um, And oftentimes this is a beautiful coping mechanism that happens at, we develop at a really young age. And so, so I was used to doing that from some experiences that i had experienced when I was younger as well. And so I didn't necessarily know, but I want to come back to once again, what really shifted for me, which was um, those practices that allowed me to be in the body that allowed me to feel what was going on on the inside. And for me, the best way that I can describe what was going on with me on the inside was this restlessness. So my body was feeling restless and yet my mind was telling me, you are quitting your job that is unfulfilling to you. You're getting ready to travel the world. You have supportive friends. Your relationship with your husband is amazing. I had a home with a meditation room, like uh, my own personal meditation room, right? I'm like, look at this. I have all these things. Um, and yet when I found the safety enough, so I, when I was able to come out of the mind enough and start to really feel into the body, um, it, I, it it Oh, best way I could describe it in the beginning was a restlessness. And so I knew that there was something more. I didn't know what it was. Right. Um, And then it's one of those things, Lisa, that when you open the door, when you say, yes, universe, I hear you. I'm ready to explore new depths of my being. When you open that door, you become a seeker and you're a seeker for life. And in that seeking mentality, healers will just like show up, right? Books will literally fall off the shelf that you need to read in front of you. And things just align for you to begin to get on the path Of healing because it's in the healing journey that we reach our fullest potential. And so that's that's it. It's like things will open up with you for you when you just say yes. When you just say yes. And the pathway to saying yes for me was a hundred percent in the body, not the mind. Because the mind will play tricks on you, like you said, right? Like you talked about the inner critic popping up, you'll you know, the inner judge. Um, oh, I don't need help. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'll just go get a pill to cover up those symptoms. Which is nothing wrong with pills. Uh, modern medicine is great in a lot of ways. Yeah. However, they put band aids on a lot of things. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah, those band aids are what It's So important. So important. Yes. To. Because, yeah, you know, and years ago, I mean, back in the 1800s, when you had an ailment, they only gave you medicine to keep you comfortable while they were researching the root cause. And, you know, there's been a lot of studies, I think, recently, um, just to connect the brain with the gut and get that in alignment. Because when you're, you know, you're. If, I love that book, Your Body Keeps a Score. I'm actually going to order a copy of it because I was, um, it was one of the books that were recommended to read as a certified Aroma Freedom Practitioner, which uses, you know, cognitive behavior therapy and the breath work to heal. Because a lot of times, you know, most of my clients think that when you go back to a memory and you revisit it, and it's going to recreate that pain, and that's not what happens. You're looking at it, like you're saying, you have that out-of-body, you know, experience. You go back and you're, you're thinking of a moment right now that prevents you From moving forward. So if you're fearful or if you're you're like, you're people pleasing, you got into an argument or you want to make a weight goal, like say a lot of, a lot of people will turn to overeating as a coping mechanism, you know, or over drinking as a coping mechanism. Maybe it's overspending. They're doing something in excess. It could be working. It could be playing. It could be doing anything in excess to the point where you're so obsessed with it. You can't back away from it. And that's because you are covering up something. So when you can stop and say, okay, When was the last time I felt this way, this this sense when you identify the thought and give it a one feeling, one word feeling and identify where in your body you feel it. And then you can remember going to your subconscious. We use Young Living Essential Oils to help, you know, get there quicker. You can just do regular breath work, though. But then when you get there and you remember that event, you can get a new perspective and you could just breathe into it and just the breath. Breathing in is so powerful because we take shallow breaths. We don't even think about breathing as automatic. But when you take a big, deep breath in through your nose and you really feel your body, your lungs filling up, and then you slowly let it out through your mouth, it's amazing. And like, you know, when you're doing that practice with yoga or just even if you're not in a yoga position, you're just doing that practice with that breath work. It's amazing how much the body responds to that. And it's so simple. We just Choose not to do it. And it's always a choice, right? We get to make these choices. But I think when you're at that place in your life where no, there's no community, there's no help, there's no books, there's nothing. I'm all by myself. You know, that's when you got to say, okay, wait a minute, I need to stop. I need to think about what I'm thinking. If that's for a person, would I let them in? No, because these thoughts aren't serving me. They're not moving me on a different path. I'm just on this cycle of insanity, this emotional roller coaster ride. So to be able to recognize and to move forward and to have like, you know, for me, it was a major pivot point. I just got exhausted, you know, and one night I said, I like myself in the bathroom. I said, Lord, I can't take this anymore. I need to do something different. And I had been in therapy for a long time, but the therapy wasn't getting to the root cause. It was just taking care of the symptoms and like, Oh, how can you change that? I I learned a lot of I statements and I learned healthy boundaries. I learned all the tools that I needed, but I didn't learn how to identify my triggers and then work through them to get that new perspective. And I believe that's the key to help one heal from anything that they've done, whether it be, you know, abortion or putting themselves in a position of, not making good choice, you know, there's a lot of things that people do because they're like, oh, I don't know why I did that. And if you go back from the very beginning to your younger self to age zero, and you look at it, we break it in my divine um, heart alignment academy. We break it down from zero to five, from six to 10. And we go back and we look at each age group to say, is there any memories that are holding back? And a lot of women will find abandonment issues, especially if you come from a divorced family. Emotional abuse that's that's you know carried out through generations. Emotional and verbal abuse is huge, and not getting that affirmation of that you are designed for greatness and a purpose, and you have this beautiful gift and talent that you can use. Um, So instead of hiding behind you know that shame and guilt, let's do what you are meant to do and have that joy and have that peace. So I, I love that you're doing that. Tell us a little bit about your coaching business. Yeah. I'm not sure
1: exactly what you would like to know about my coaching business. Can you ask me a little bit more specific question? I mean, it's a one-on-one coaching uh, practice. And so I I love to work with women primarily who, like I mentioned in, in the intro, who are really finding that they're stuck and maybe have obstacles to overcome to really get them to living a life that that they love and creating a life that they love. And so that's the primary work that I do. I really love working one-on-one. I do some coach group coaching um, I don't have anything I'm launching as far as group coaching anytime soon um, I uh, also will put together some some online programs here and there um, and but really right now my, my passion is helping women one-on-one and um, that's yeah. really the, the emphasis of my um, business as as it is right now mm-hmm.
0: that's powerful yeah working yeah. one-on-one is so important um, especially for the sensitivity of issues and having that direct connection is amazing so i've I've Mm -hmm. done both one-to-one and group i like small group coaching um Mm -hmm. just i've been in some pretty large groups and that gets to be especially when you're talking about sensitive topics that were around different types of abuse and things like that so what what um demographics do you currently work with
1: Uh, women ages um, 35 to 55, typically. Um, And if it's okay, Lisa, I'd like to go back um, to this idea. So what you just mentioned a second ago, there was a lot in that. So if it's okay, I want to address one thing that really stood out to me around the triggers that you mentioned, um, and how a lot of us don't understand our triggers, or when you were in therapy, you were able to find some really good uh, tools, but understanding the trigger to use the tool was a challenge for you. And one of the things that you know I do in my own in 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 the coaching practice in the one on one work that I do is to help people find the triggers, like you said. Um, it's so real. It's so important to understand how the triggers um, happen and than listening to how the triggers how your body responds to the triggers. So it's rather than than thinking about them, what what I really do from an embodiment standpoint is help people understand the triggers in the body because the body will respond before the mind does even. And so so what is that trigger and how is it responding to your body like how is the body responding right because that's going to lead you in the direction for healing or in the direction of of putting in a boundary or in the direction of stepping away from this experience or um, you know it, it that is really how we get to know ourselves is when uh, when we are triggered and what happens and what happened what was the thought that that's that happened after the trigger, but more importantly, in the level of depth and work that I like to help women with is what was the trigger in the body? Because if you can feel that first, and then respond with a cognitive reframe from the mind, then you're setting yourself up for success. But it trigger happens in the body, we're too distracted, or we're not sensitive enough to our embodied self, so then the mind takes over, and then the mind goes um, off on a tangent, and so first, if we can really drop in and feel the sensitivity of our body, um, and trigger, what that trigger did to the body, um, then we can really shift the perspective in the mind and then this is where i really think um things really get to shift for people and transformation really starts to happen yeah. and the other thing i just wanted to address if you don't mind is um the idea of of going back to to images and 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 things that happened in your past and the beautiful thing about the work that i do is that we don't even have to have images or you don't even have to know what happened to you in the past for you to heal. And in fact, in a lot of ways, it's it's a gentler um, way of moving through healing. Um, some people do, some people do have an experience of what happened to them in their past. And that can really help as we move through um, the nervous system and unwind the nervous system from that trauma. Um, and, Um, Sometimes not. And that's okay. We can still unwind the nervous system from that experience without having to go into the experience because the body remembers what the uh, mind forgets. And so this is the beautiful thing about uh, embodiment, um, somatic work is that we heal it from the inside out.
0: Yes, and that is a beautiful modality, a little bit different than what I do with the memories. A lot of times visualizing what we feel is very powerful, especially for there's so many different types of learners. So it's amazing how many tools that we have available to us to help us heal. So thank you so much for sharing um, your story and, and what had happened and how you were able to be on your healing journey. And it is a journey every single day we have to make that choice, we get to choose. And we can always look at what's done for us instead of what's done to us so that we can truly heal from the inside out, as you had said. So thank you so much. For those of you who are listening. Yeah, for those of you who are listening, um, check the link in the description to connect with Leah. And um, be sure to share this with anyone that you knows, um, who needs this type of healing. And remember, you're never alone. Mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart. Thank you for listening to this episode of forgiving the girl inside a matter of the heart. I hope that this episode connected with your heart to help you get shifts that happen. Want to create abundance? Let's connect your heart-centered desires to create limitless abundance. In a 20-minute solution call, I help courageous women post-abortion miscarriage or loss of a child Foster a heart of gratitude without journaling, using the power of breath and thoughts. Receive the possible. Book your call today. Link is in the description. Wealth.